0: Good morning, everybody. My name is Kevin Taylor. I am the campus pastor of the Cedar Creek Church's Ridge Campus. Thank you all so much for joining us. We are continuing in our uh, Book of James uh, study, and uh, this week we're going to be talking about uh, James Chapter 3. So I'm excited you're with us. If you missed any of the previous messages, I encourage you to go back and uh, look at them. We, we save all our messages on our website, cedarcreekchurch.net, and uh, you can get caught up and be right along with us. So. But for right now, let's uh, let's dive in. Uh, Again, we're looking at James chapter 3. And uh, the first thing I want to talk about here today is how our words are powerful. God has given us the opportunity to use our words, and they're powerful. And I wanted to read, this is uh, from James 3. This is verses 3 through 5. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. You know, the many things that fascinate me uh, about the Bible is how long ago it was written, but how God knew that we would need to hear this now. It's, it's applicable for all the ages, and the people we read about are dealing with the same things that we're dealing with now. Time and technology may, uh, may change, but people haven't changed. We needed the same things now as they needed then, and we needed to hear this word. And God knew that we would need it. So, um, I want to encourage you to read the entire book of James uh, as we work through this book. You know, at the beginning of this chapter, it, it speaks to the responsibility of being a teacher. That teaching needs to come from those who know. And, you know, all of us have discovered that if you go on any type of social media, uh, there are a lot of uh, experts. Everybody thinks they're an expert on, on every topic. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's funny and, and sometimes sad at the same time. But uh, here's the deal. God has a better idea. He says, seek me before you make a decision or offer others advice to speak to a need or a concern seek his word that because our words have powerful consequences that we should seek his guidance and learn our words from him our words reflect our character and the right word at the right time can mean peace the wrong word can mean destruction so it's interesting the picture that it painted here of such small seemingly insignificant items that had such powerful influences A small rudder on a a ship steers it. That is what the, the pilot of the ship uses to steer, just a small rudder. A small bit in the mouth of a horse determines its direction. And a small spark is what leads to a great fire. God is telling us the power of our smallest organ, our tongue, or translated, our words. Our words have great power. Words matter, and God wants us to use those words so that people will know that we are His children, that we are Christians, that we want to honor Him and show His love to those whom which we are speaking. You know, another way God encourages us to choose our words wisely is to choose praise. To choose praise. But check this out. This is James uh, chapter three, verses eight through 12. It says, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. You know, again, I, I love the analogies here uh, about how can one fruit tree bear another type of fruit or, or can salt and fresh water come out of the same spring? And, you know, obviously the answer to that is no. So the question is, why are we praising God and cursing others with the same mouth? You know, I, I have a, a few different Bibles that I use uh, whenever I'm preparing for a message or or just reading just because uh, sometimes uh, some other writings in there or some notes in the margin are, are helpful and, and insightful. And one of the ones that I use is the Serendipity Bible, and, and if uh, the home group leaders are, are giving these when they uh, become home group leaders. And if you haven't got one, you ought to check one out. It has some great uh, insights written in, into the margin. But uh, when I was looking through it, preparing for today, I noticed a great question regarding verse 9 of James 3, which is the first two sentences I just read. Uh, It asked, if verse 9 is true, meaning if no human can tame our evil, deadly tongues, then why even try? And it's a great question. If the Bible is saying if no human can do this, why even try? And the answer is God wants us to grow. We can get better. He wants us to get better. We are human, we're not God, but even though we can never be perfect, we can get better, and God wants us to strive to be more Christ-like. The good can begin to outweigh the bad. The godliness in us can overtake the humanistic qualities we all have. A simple, short, non-thinking mistake with our mouth can cause a lot of damage, and our tongue can be used to build up or to destroy. You know, it's, it's a contradiction to praise God with a mouth and curse others with the same mouth. In this chapter, uh, it says in this chapter that people are made in the likeness of God. So how can we tear down someone that God made in the likeness of Him? You know, most things can be used in a positive or negative way. A hammer can be used to build or it can be used to destroy. You know, a fire can be used to provide heat for us or to cook our food. God knows this. He's offering us the wisdom and discernment to make a godly decision on how to address people and issues. A person created in the image of God should not tear down another person who is also created in the image of God. God says we need to fill ourselves with God's Word and seek His wisdom. Then we will speak the words we speak, and they will be godly words. They will not only be what someone needs to hear, but will show others who we are, children of the King. You know, in in 1 John 3, 9, it says, No one born of God can continue to practice sin. Think about that statement. No one born of God can continue to practice sin. That does not mean we won't make mistakes or have bad days or stumble or say things that we shouldn't say at times. But consistently, we will be looking to live godly lives and speaking as God would have us speak. You know, another way God wants to see us use our words wisely is by seeking wisdom before we speak. Seek wisdom before we speak. Check this out, this is uh, is James 3, uh, 17 through 18. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. You know I'm sitting here talking about uh sowing and reaping and I'm standing in front of this field with this beautiful crop back behind us now and uh being drizzled on as we're as we're doing this message and it gets me to thinking how uh we talk about sometimes that uh you know while one person might be uh frustrated that it's that it's raining today there's a farmer on his knees thanking God for the rain so um it's all about perspective it's all about understanding that God is going to provide us what we need um but in, in, in this verse talking about seeking wisdom, this is going right back to what Pastor Philip was talking about uh, a couple weeks ago in James chapter one, where it says, seek God for wisdom and he will give it generously. You know, in, in some of the translations of this passage, the word meekness is used. Uh, and, and to some people that invokes a, 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 a thoughts of it being weak or cowardly. But the meaning here is the opposite. Meekness and gentleness is about trusting God rather than being anxious. Um, God wants us to seek his ways rather than our own way. And I can be gentle and meek because I know God has this. Wisdom has to do with how we carry ourselves and conduct ourselves. You know, we are taking what we have learned from God and putting it into place. If we learn something and don't put it into practice, then we've missed the opportunity for growth. But, but check out the here words here used to describe the wisdom that comes from heaven. And again, this is, this is the wisdom that comes from heaven. Pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, merciful, impartial, sincere, peacemaking, righteous, and fruit-bearing. This is the kind of wisdom that we get from God. And it's the wisdom that teaches us how to use our words wisely. And in doing so, we'll lead to peace in our lives rather than disorder and continuous conflict. We are to pray to God for the wisdom we need to stumble through this life toward Him and and in the process continue to grow in how to use our tongue, our words, to honor God, to be peacemakers rather than divisive, to understand that we can disagree on topics without feeling like we have to destroy whoever it is that we're we're speaking with, and to understand that, that love never has agreement as a precursor. We have the opportunity to show God's love and set the example of Jesus to others. You know, I I see people all all over social media showing uh, pictures of the gardens and many are still planting and some are already harvesting and what they planted and they're beautiful fruits and vegetables, just absolutely beautiful. Again, just like what we see back behind me now. And, And it has me thinking about how they took the time to understand what they needed to do to reap that product. If you want things to grow healthy, you have to regularly tend to it. They fed it. They watered it. Just as we are to feed ourselves in God's Word and God's relationship. And because of that, they reaped the harvest because they invested the time and effort. You know, I, I watched uh, recently, I'm sure many of you out there saw this, they, ESPN just had a series uh, on TV talking about uh, the, the Chicago Bulls basketball team of the 90s and, and the success they had. And a lot of the focus was on uh, Michael Jordan. And, and, you know, in seeing his story, what's incredible about him was he was born with some incredible physical talent, but he was not satisfied with being good. What he sought was greatness. But the greatness was not handed to him. He worked for it. He wanted to be the best. He wanted to win, and he worked for it. And that is such a lesson to all of us in that that greatness is not handed to anyone It is achieved. It is achieved through work. It is achieved through discipline. And It is achieved through continually analyzing, what can I do better? What can I do better in my life? And that's what God is asking us to seek him for. Seek his wisdom for what is my next step? How can I do better? where can I grow? And and, and it's just an awesome opportunity that all of us have that's, that regardless of where we're at in our walk, we can be better. It it may be baby steps, it may be giant leaps, but we can all strive to honor what God has asked of us. And He has asked us to choose our words wisely with the wisdom that comes from Him. You know, I have one more verse that I wanted to share with y'all. This is uh, Romans uh, 14, 13. It says, Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another, Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. So we have the chance to stop passing judgment on each other and stop being a stumbling block in our brother or sister's way and be the person that lifts them up, that pours in positivity into their heart and pours truth into them, more importantly, the truth that comes from God. So my question is here, what is it that we need to repent from? Where's God calling us to take our next step? And how can we continue to grow and use our tongue and our words for God's purposes? Am I I going to judge others or hurt them with their words and put stomach blocks in the way of their spiritual and mental health? Or be the one that lifts them up? God has given us this huge responsibility, but he's given us the tools to accomplish the task. He will never ask us to do what he is not willing to equip us to do. With his guidance and wisdom, we can do anything he asks us to do. Will y'all bow your heads and pray with me, please? Lord, thank you for this opportunity to speak uh, this morning. Uh, Excited about any... uh, wisdom that you give us just knowing that you're always looking for us to grow to take our next steps and uh and and just continue to uh show the love of jesus christ to others in the way we carry ourselves lord so we pray for all of us that we learn how to better use our tongues our words and uh in speaking to others and addressing others uh concerns that they bring to us and just seek your wisdom and how to respond how to give godly answers and uh, so that it not only builds us up but builds up those that we come in contact with. Lord, thank you for the opportunities and those that you do put in our path. Allow us to recognize those opportunities and share. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.